guys? Like, what are your thoughts? So my, the funny part is my honest opinion. If I'm the GM, my hope is James Harden to play for us because his problem isn't with the players on the Sixers. His problem is with Daryl Morey. Um, it was interesting over the last couple of days when the when James Harden showed up to finally showed up to the training camp and was involved in a couple of practices. He hasn't been involved in every practice and he hasn't traveled with the team to any of these games. But some of the feedback, like I've heard Tobias talk about it. I've heard Maxi talk about it. They said he's been engaged. They said, like, Maxi talked about him talking to rookies and giving advice to rookies. Like, he looks like an engaged player would during preseason and training camp. So in a perfect world, I think the Sixers' best chance, and I got to use the words chance, because if I'm being honest with myself, I don't think as constructed looking at the rest of the Eastern Conference, we're true contenders. I think anything is possible, and if luck's on our side, it's possible. But our best chance is with Harden on the team. Now, if you have to trade Harden, what I would be looking for is I would trust. I would trust Maxi to run our offense and to be our starting point guard. Truthfully, I don't know if it's because I fully believe in the idea, but I think the alternative of trading or trying to trade for a point guard would be worse than just keeping Maxi as our point guard. Completely. So if if Harden is on the trading block and he does get traded, the pieces I would be looking to get is wing depth. And potentially back up big depth. We, we picked up Mo Bamba. We still have Montrez Harrell on the court on the team. I don't love our backup big situation. I haven't loved our backup big situation in a while. Right. Um, the problem when it comes to trading James Harden, and I've been racking my brain about this for a, a, the longest of times. I'm always reading articles and trying to look up mock trades. Truthfully, I haven't seen a trade that I truly like. Every trade. For James Harden, at least so far, because we missed out on Dame, we missed out on Drew, we like we missed out on the names. The guys that are left on the market are rotation guys, and they're not bad rotation guys, but they're not, to me at least, needle moving rotation guys. Mm. Uh, and so for me, if I'm the GM, I, I think a lot of Sixers fans, when I talk to other Sixers fans, they want to move Tobias. But that's like a next year thing. They want to move hard in and they say, oh, we can get some draft picks and we'll have all this money next summer. But if I'm the GM now, I'm thinking to myself. Joel's only Joel's 29. He's getting older, not getting older, but like he's not yeah. 26 anymore. Right. And you have to realize, I think, is uh, if I was the GM, I would realize that. A player like Joel doesn't just come along in the next draft. Like when you have to realize when you have generationally talented players to just just go for it. Like if you get egg on your face at the end, I mean, sure, that's what happens. But it's a risk. But right. winning championships, you have to be willing to take that risk. Yep. So my risk is truthfully make James Harden play because that's the best option for us to win a championship. Right. Even if he's being, you know, hardened about it, you know, thing even whatever. The only hope I would have is the only reason and the only hope and the only reason I don't I don't I don't think he would do that. And this could be optimistic hope. And every every fan has a little bit of optimistic hope. And sometimes I let that bleed in. I try to not let it bleed in, right. but sometimes it does. Right. But trying to be objective, the only reason I don't think he would, you know, be James Harden throwing the fat suit is because he's a free agent this summer. And so right. because he has to prove to play the other teams. I am still James Harden. So whatever that I'm still James Harden is, 
he has to prove that because if you put on the fat suit and you play nonchalantly all year, you already didn't get the contract that you thought you were going to get. Mm-hmm. Like you thought you wanted, we're going to go to Houston. Houston said, ah, we don't want you. You thought the Clippers were going to, you know, give up so much for the trade for you. Cause they wanted you so much. I think James Harden is maybe also realizing unless I prove people wrong, the market for me, like the market isn't there for me yeah. to get the contract that I think I deserve. Mm-hmm. So I have to prove people wrong to get that contract. And if in the process of proving people wrong, he plays great for my Sixers. I'm happy. Do you think that if he, if Daryl Morey walked up to him today, not saying that you guys would want this or whatever, if he offered him a max deal right now, like a like a three year extension with max deal, whatever that means, uh, do you think he'd like just take it and just drop everything else because like they'd be? I think he would have. That's so. I funny. think. <laughs> I think he would. I think it's just a, he just he wants the money. Yeah, and which like most you know, people. You can't pocket watch, you know, like who knows? Maybe he like he wants you his know money. he wants exactly his money. he wants his we money. We don't know how much he spent in those clubs in Miami and Houston. <laughs> we don't know what his money looks like. We don't know. But and I think most Sixers fans honestly would be in an uproar, say it's the dumbest idea in the world. But my and no one has an answer for me because it's the the to me, the pieces aren't there. What's the alternative if you actually are trying to win a championship? Right, right. What's the alternative? It's true. I think that you're the only way that this could possibly work out is if you get to the all-star break, he's playing some games, definitely every, every injury he's sitting out, but he he's playing some games and you get there and there's another team out there. That's like, that yeah. has a guy that's like, he, I don't want to be here anymore. And then with that, you can maybe say, Hey, LA take hard and send every pick you have to this team We'll send every pick we have to this team, and we'll send them Tobi. You send them all yeah. your bench players, and then you can go get. I don't even know. I feel like everyone moves that wants to move at this point, but yes, but I get what you're saying. If you know, Harden, some, I agree someone, with that. If someone. Harden gets moved in a way that makes sense of trying to win a championship, it has to be at the deadline. Like he has to play. He's going yeah. to start the season as a Sixer because whatever like trade this- happens now is like. Terrence Mann, Nicholas Batum, and some picks like that is what is that? That's terrible. It's a terrible, <laughs> terrible trade. I think honestly, you need to get like, I mean, is Plumley on that team? Mason Plumley? Like, you take, yeah, I think he's their backup. You take Plumley. I mean, that's back. a good backup. I would yeah, like. That's what I'm like. saying. You take a Plumley back. You take like Norm Norm Powell still there. I don't even know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could take some of these guys, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to have them trade a pick somewhere and take Brogdon from the yeah the Brogdon was a name I thought that was interesting from the Trailblazers if we can get them involved I would like yeah. to ha- add him to the team yeah. and then you could I don't know like that's that's because but otherwise like, why, then why would you do that because Harden even Harden at that point is better so that's a that's good GMing just stay patient that's what I'm saying even Harden is that point is better I agree GM yeah. Hawk doing the right thing I see what you're saying uh, <laughs> everyone gets caught in the moment but you can't do it. Um, all right, GM Hawk, we're going to ask you one more team. Uh, I would I would do the Celtics, but there's not money moves we need to make. It's just add, yeah, you guys add, are just... add a guy or two on the bench and or mint. Um, but I'll say the San Antonio Spurs. You got – let's do a little bit of a longer-term plan with this one. Imagine you're – because now we got we got to think about Wemby's timeline, not just Embiid's timeline. That's definitely more present. But Wemby's uh-huh. like – you have to look ahead for Wemby. What pieces are you looking to surround him with? What are some guys you're targeting 
that maybe are impending free agents or um, things like that. What are some schemes you're looking to get him in as a as a coach GM type of guy? What are you looking to do with that's him? that's interesting, and I like that question. I don't know if I have names off the top of my head, yeah, no need, but I I would say from at least what I've seen from the Spurs so far in Wimby. I kind of like Trey Jones a little bit, at least to see where he can, how he continues to develop and Devin Vassell and them. I would like to see an upgrade from Zach Collins because I don't know if you want Wimby to actually play the five long-term. I think, honestly, he could play the three, play the four. Like, I think if he could look like a very long, tall Kevin Durant, potentially. Totally. Um, I would love to see an upgraded center. I like Zach, but I just think I would like Zach more if he's my backup and not my starting center. For sure. Uh, I think the biggest thing for the Spurs, though, is be- because the team is so young, I don't think they need to rush anything. And I think if if I'm the, the Spurs, and that's why I say the only thing move I would immediately make, if like in a year or two, would potentially try to get a different big. Because they're so young, and a lot of times we put... Like, we're going to put expectations on players. It's just what we do. As fans, as, as media, it's just what people do. I would hate for them to... We look up and Wimby's like 23, a couple years in, and it's like, oh, we need to put this team around him now. At that young of an age, I feel like you'd be pushing all your chips in too soon. And then we look up and now he's 20. And I'm not saying... But what I mean by that is a couple years from now, I'm not saying just just keep being mediocre or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think we need to look up and like, oh, we're trading away all our draft picks and we're 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 moving and we look up and we don't have any draft picks for the next eight years. Like I don't think the Spears need to go that direction. Right, right. Kind of like an accelerated the process, like the accelerated process in a way. Like yes. You don't, you don't want to do it like too slow. Like I feel yeah. like you guys may have waited a little too long on some things. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, and instead of like I feel like I'm catching guy, myself, and I'm catching myself being not hypocritical, but I, I, my mind is literally playing devil's advocate with me because I'm saying I don't think you need to move too fast. But then I look at a team like the Dallas Mavericks, and some people would argue they're not moving fast enough, and there's potential. Like th- he hasn't said anything. Yeah. But there's so many rumblings that how happy is Luca in Dallas? Yeah. And Luca in theory, is on that timeline of I just said about Victor in three, four years into his career, mm-hmm. how could if Victor is who we want, who people think Victor is going to be, Yeah, we're looking at him being as good as Luca is right now. And yeah. I think he's in his fourth year, which is crazy to think about. I know. I guess, well, then, I, you know, you got to kind of take a new approach in a way because it's, it's, uh, it's not like this guy is Tatum or it's Embiid where it's going to take six or seven years to really become yeah. what they need to become. Like this guy, he might be good in two years. Like yeah. <laughs> he might be championship good in two years. Like Luca has been like Luca's championship yeah. good. So I think your timeline and guess in sense of years might've been a little off, but I think your, your sentiment's still the same. Cause it's not like you just said the time because we're so used to stars taking a long time, but really like, you, you just thought of it in your own mind. Like once you get to that point with, with Wemby, whenever that is in his career, it could be next year, could be two years, could be five years, seven years. Then I think you're right. I think the patient approach with him, add pieces, slowly get better so that he has more to work with. You're slowly building confidence. You don't want to sell the house for an eight, nine, uh, you know, a 19 year old. That's yeah. kind of crazy. Um, there's no need, but what do you do with a guy like Popovich? So 
funny enough, I think Popovich has got a resurgence. I want to say he just signed a five-year deal with the Spurs. Like yeah. uh, this summer, he has the highest contract in, in the like league. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he stays past that five-year deal because Pop is getting older, and it is no. like we we talk about players talk about travel and how hard it is on them and their bodies as players. I don't know how old Pop is on top of my head. I'd venture to say he's high sixties, low seventies. Yeah, if probably. like I just looking at him, I'd venture to say that. <laughs> Uh, so all that travel also just, yes, he's just a coach. He's sitting on the sideline. He was staying in the sideline. But when you're that older, like that's the stuff you got to think about. I would love to see pop really buy into at least seeing how far Wimby can go. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I think he's definitely going to play out that five years. And if Victor is on the Luca timeline and not the Joel timeline, we're going to see Popovich coach high-level basketball again with Victor Wembanyama. Oh, that'd be so And I think cool. he's a good coach for it. Yeah, if you had, if you so obviously the, the for an, a short-term need, um, the the center position, someone that can rebound the damn ball would be awesome. Um, but what would be your perfect Robin archetype of player for for Wemby's Batman? Is it? Are you looking for more of a guard? Are you looking for a dominant center? Are you looking for maybe like a, another wing that's just has like a smaller wing? What, what's like the perfect archetype to put next to him in your thoughts? I'm looking for a playmaking guard, like a good playmaking guard. Yeah. I don't think the center has to be dominant. Uh, it's not possible to get him, I don't think. But the type of center that comes to mind immediately is uh, Zubak from the Clippers or Steven Adams for the Grizzlies. Like a guy oh, yeah. who is a bru- like a bruiser inside. Like he's solid. He's going to rebound well. You don't really need him to stretch the floor because Victor can stretch the floor and everybody else on the floor is going to be able to stretch the floor. Uh-huh. Um, but a good wingman, like a good Robin for Victor would be to me would be a playmaking point guard, mainly because while Victor has the ability to put the ball on the floor and, and make decisions with the ball and playmake for others. I don't think, at least from what I've seen so far, that him doing that 100 percent of the time or majority of the time is the best use for him. Like, I like him being able to catch the ball in the mid post, catch the ball on the wing and then decide his move. I don't like the idea of Victor being your primary ball handler. So getting a ball handler who can set the table for others is going to be is what I think is going to be good for them. Like a Tyrese Halliburton type of guy. I was just about to say if Tyrese Halliburton could be on the Spurs, I think that would be her. I was Uh, just about to say his name. He'd be going from 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 like (laughs) boring franchise to boring franchise. Kings to Pacers to Spurs. What a what a like boring oh, career to have. That's yeah, those three, it is. Like, so boring cities. Um, all right, another game I wanted to play I, was gonna be the 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 hoop grid. Was today's hoop grid? I don't know. Do you do the hoop grid ever? Have you seen the hoop when they grid? when they first dropped? I did a bunch. I haven't done them in a while, so I might be a little rusty. But when they first dropped, I did a ton. Oh yeah, okay, that works. Um. Yeah. All right. Here we go. So this is like when you put Pau, Pau Gasol. I think maybe because Pau Gasol is a little bit older, or he uh, might have a little bit of a like. Marcusal was more present for like people nowadays. Gasol, yeah. He's actually four percent higher. Um, Interesting. I mean, I'm trying to think of other guys that are very recent. What else could we think of? Should we move on? Are we this bad? We might be, but we can move on. It's okay. It's okay for this bad. It's all right. Yeah, it's I, all right. This is why my preference in the beginning was 
I'm just a fan who really loves hoop, you know? Yeah, we just love we love watching <laughs> games, you know? We love to watch the games. I see guys get crazy scores on this stuff. Oh, my like, gosh. I've seen some wild scores. I've uh, seen some wild scores. And then we got Grizzlies. Like, the Grizzlies is what's throwing me off. Grizzlies, Clippers. Like, hmm, like, what, who? I'm having a hard time thinking of, like, any Grizzlies player in general. Like, who was on that team in, like, 2017? You know? That is an excellent question because they weren't that great in 2017. So I can tell you who was on that team in 2017. Who was on that team in 2017? I mean, I just want to try Tony because he's just that guy. Um, I know he was on on the Clippers at all, but did Bradley used to play for the Clippers? Avery Bradley? I think yeah. Actually, that's a fucking that's a good pull. (laughs) That's a good pull. I was like, I want to say I remember Avery Bradley being on both these teams. Dang, Avery was my guy, too. I should have known that. Avery was a Celtic before at all. He's all right, guy. there we go. There we good go. Pull. 2%. That's a good one. That's a good that's, one. That's a good pull. What are the odds Rudy Gay has played an 82-game season? Oh, okay. okay. See, this one, like, you just got to guess. Like, there's no yeah. way around it. You got to just 82 games. You know guys. who might be, oddly enough? Who? Well, I'm just curious at this point. I feel like Mark Gasol would be a guy to play 82 games. I know yeah, he's already we already have him, but he strikes me as a guy to play 82. Actually, yeah, let me put let me put Powell here anyway because Powell's a better rarity score. So, and then we'll put Mark Gasol. Let's see, what did he ever play 82? He did. He, he did. did, and that's see? actually pretty. He's, we're we're bronze. You know, we got we have a score here. That's not bad. Um, I'm trying to think. Did Zach Randolph ever do it? Never did it. That poor guy. 16 seasons yeah, no. in the NBA. Never never was able Bags. to do that. That's so crazy. <laughs> um, what else do we got? All right. Let's let's leave that be for now. If we need to go back to these, we can. Lakers, Rockets. My first thought it, is Aliza. Yep, that thought came to mind. That's uh, a good one. He he definitely, you know. Aaron Brooks wasn't a Laker, right? He was well, not I don't think I don't he was know. a Laker. I know he played in China for a long time. Uh, no, he didn't. Uh, I think right. of this is a bad one because everyone's gonna know this one, but Dwight Howard is my another thought of mine. Mm-hmm. Better than they were, they were, yeah, it was better than Ariza. All right, let's see what Rockets and Clippers. There's a lot of crossover here. Like, obviously, the first one I can think of just to get someone on the board. Oh, there he was, Chris Paul. Um, it's probably more, it's definitely more. I can like see it in my eyes. I can say there was, there was trades. Oh, um, Pat Bev. Pat he might Bev. be high. Pat, I don't know how Pat, high he's going to be. No, that might be good because people don't know about Ooh, his okay. Rockets days. <laughs> and you know what I'm thinking? What about Russell Westbrook? Oh, that might be good, uh, too. Oh, no, not near. Oh, I, was, I, th- I got excited. <laughs> I know. I thought it was going to be a silver as well. Um, Patrick Beverly is a good pull because he did. He was in the Rockets early. Yeah. He was yeah. in the Rockets early. He he injured Russell Westbrook. I know. Well. That's, that's why I know. How about a Rocket that played 82 games? Uh, if I had to guess one, I'm thinking Ariza might have. You think Ariza has? Uh, he probably has actually. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yes, he has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're cooking. some guys. Some guys just get. I can just. I'm just used to them playing all the time. Like certain yeah. guys, you're just used to them playing all the time. How about now, this? Is the, a tough one. for this one? I know this guy played so many games in a row. Hey, hey there man. you go. That's a good he, pick. That's a good he, pick. He's the Iron Man. He played. Every damn game. That's yeah. the thing with the 80s, though. Like, you could really pull out a lot of the guys played all the games. Like, um, I bet you could find a ton of players that played every game. He's yep. better. 
Um, you could do. I wonder if like even the really good play. I know he. Uh, see that these guys see, all played. Yeah, they, they played, played back in the day. So that's the thing. Um, that's why their careers were short, though. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> like Bird played ten years, and he's like my exactly back. <laughs> like my back, dude. Um, Bird load manage. Yeah, come on, brother. Come on, figure it out. I'm trying to think if there's anyone that like would be like a diamond. To beat to make, that. Um, make, make the board look a little cooler. Eighties diamond, eighty-two games. Uh, Moses Malone. I picked him up because wow, he, he was like a seventies guy. I think yes. people think of him more seventies, but he did play yes. in the eighties. But he had eighty-two game seasons in the in the seventies. Wow! So that was kind of one of those types of picks. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, Fun so fact, we have a I diamond. That's my first diamond ever. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> this is a tough board, though. This is a tough board. All right, eighties. Did Bob McAdoo? Is that was this his team? That's a. I think that's his team. All right, yep, cool. I was about to say, I think that's his team. Sick. But they were, I'm trying to remember, I keep still trying to remember what city they were in because it was not LA. Uh, where did the Clippers <laughs> play before LA? Um, Buffalo Braves. Buffalo there Braves. We go. I'm like, I'm San Diego I kept Clippers of, too. Oh, and then there's San Diego Clippers. Wow. There's probably so many people that are like, yo, any Clipper from the 80s and you don't know them to see the, the 80s Lakers. Oh, hey, I, look at this. I should have this clapped. I mean, like, obviously, you could go with like the the the, the big guys. I'm gonna start with maybe Lambis. I'm about to say had... that actually might be a pretty oh, high no. number. It, yeah, I forgot that it. Ended. Oh yeah, locked it in. That's right. that's silly. That's that's a silly. Who grids <laughs> are so much fun, and I think that'd be good content. That'd be good content. It is. I watch other people, so I know it's good I content. Know. Like yes. I enjoy it. Speaking of content, um. I don't know what time is it right now. It's seven forty-five. So I don't know how much longer you want to be staying on this for. But um, I, I'm as good as long as you're good. I got nothing to do. Cool. So I'm enjoying uh, the conversation. I know. Me too. Me too. So I guess we'll we'll start. We'll do two more things. We're gonna do uh, the best places and the best personalities for basketball content. Oh, okay. And then um, we're just gonna talk a little bit about what you're doing and what you plan to do going forward. But uh, first, yeah, where other than Hawks hoops? Because Hawks hoops is the place that you want to get your basketball news from you come up with updates very fast you're so well produced you're well spoken you know the you know the sport it's about as good as it possibly can get especially for someone that's so intimate if you hit up hawk he'll hit you back you know how hard I that do. is to find i do like to hit people back <laughs> it's hard to find that and like someone that's got good uh good content like that so oh, i appreciate like that thank you uh, you're you're incredible like i follow you cuz i follow you and i like your stuff not just cuz like whatever i think that you make Great videos. But other than you, what are some maybe TV shows, podcasts, yeah. uh, personalities that you really trust or you just like to hear the opinion of? So I'd be remiss if I didn't announce, you know, shout out the king of NBA YouTube, which is Kenny Beecham. Like, yes. He just yes. started. A, he just started a podcast himself, the Kenny Beecham pod. His uh, content is great for what I try to do. Just very knowledgeable fans. Like yes. he has more. Uh, I would say insider isn't the word I'm looking for, but more like connections to the NBA than I do. Obviously, like he's had NBA players on podcasts of his and stuff like that. But he says himself, he's like, I'm just a fan. Like that's what how he classifies himself. So if you just want to hear another well-informed fan's opinion, I'd say definitely check out his content. If you're looking some of my favorites, though, like he's definitely one of my favorites. His Through the Wire podcast is very good as well. Um, I absolutely love The Mismatch. 
it's a ringer the ringer the ringer's the mismatch with uh kevin o'connor and uh chris vernon those two guys it's like their name one is perfect they see things differently they always can play double advocate off of each Mm -hmm. other they have really insightful ideas because kevin o'connor i mean yeah kevin o'connor a lot of times looks at things for more like an analytical standpoint but not in the sense of the negative connotation that looking at things that analytical at through an analytical lens has garnered over the last couple of years right. uh both very knowledgeable really entertaining podcasts as well big fan of bobby marks i read a lot of his stuff that he bobby writes marks. works for espn um big fan of no dunks used to be known as the starters they used to be on nba tv all the time yes. uh now they're known as no dunks i i tune into them a lot um i think who else do i check into often i read a lot of the athletic stuff yeah um, they got great stuff i i great. don't necessarily read a lot of the stuff shams writes but somehow i just read a lot of stuff that other people write Shams and then, actually is not a great writer actually he's not enough. He's, he's not, not a, he's not a great writer uh he, he, he knows all the stuff but he's not great so I, you're, you're not missing out on much um but yeah um and then some players that i think that are uh, really good podcasts especially during the season, I know he gets a lot of flack and a lot of uh, people Same. don't like his personality, Same. but Draymond Green's podcast is great. Draymond Green's podcast is absolutely phenomenal. That is one of the best podcasts I- to come out in the recent <laughs> years. It's not even well produced. Homie just puts no, in it's not. AirPods and just like sets up his eye. I'm like, dude, you're a millionaire. You're a millionaire. Get a camera. Get get a it's, production crew. Somebody. The audio edit. is not good. It's from oh. his webcam off of a MacBook. Like it's not well produced at all. It's crazy. But the insights he shares from a a high IQ basketball oh. mind is fun. And some of my favorite times for from watching Draymond Green podcast was when the Warriors were in the playoffs, like deep playoff runs from the Warriors. He would. And some people love her to hate it. You could say he's too engrossed in the media stuff because he the episode would be out like three hours after the game. <laughs> he's got an episode up. But he's and so for, you know, good or bad, take that, you know, your opinion on that, I guess is what it is. But the content he produces and puts out the high <laughs> level, just basketball knowledge that he's sharing is priceless. Yeah. Um, a big fan of JJ Reddick's podcast. I love the way the, the breakdowns that he's been doing recently. I love the partnerships he's done with. Um, did I say no dunks earlier when I was talking about the starters? I didn't mean to say no dunks. When I'm talking about the starters. No dunks. No, is you, the, said, you did say no dunks. You did. You did say no. Because I also love. No, I can't remember the name of the starters. They're formerly known They're as starters. Podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Why is the name slipping my mind? But no dunks is Nakias Jones and uh, something Duncan. I cannot remember the other guy's first name. Those are also. Those are two guys. Also, truthfully, not well produced. But the yeah, basketball yeah. knowledge is like supreme. The basketball knowledge is supreme. When the ball knowledge um, is there, you can tell. You can feel exactly. It. You the really can, talk. though. Like you really can. Like Draymond knows more than we know. It's just like that's yes. just a fact. <laughs> and like when so when he gets on and he's like he's like, you know, I don't exactly know why we chose to do what we do, but <laughs> it's what's working. It's what's working. I'm like, all right, yeah, he's right. That's it's actually a really good Draymond impersonation. That's I really good. A, I have a great Draymond. I don't know, like, of all people, why I can do Draymond. Like, why it's can't really good. I? Why can't I do uh, Morgan Freeman? I know I can't. I can do Draymond. I remember when he did that press conference after, like, he like stepped on somebody or something. He was like kicking somebody. Remember that? He stepped on Sabonis. Yeah, and he was and like, that one in the playoffs. Like, yeah, it's exciting, right? It's exciting, like. 
the playoff atmosphere. Why is that so good? It's exciting. I was like, what? It was like, I started doing that. My friends loved it. But uh, oh my gosh, yeah, the Draymond podcast, that is really good. I know for, for no reason. Like, I look, I, I, there's no reason I should sound like Draymond Green. But for some oh, wow. But yeah, his is great. All great stuff. It's a good time to be a basketball fan because there's yeah. so much content from different levels of the media. Like you got yeah, uh, people that are very casual. The, you got people that are engrossed in the game, people that are just YouTube. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And all different types of content too. Like some people, like I watched Thinking Basketball on YouTube. I was about to say him. That, that was my next one. I was like, he's yeah, really good too. They get into the nitty gritty of like schematics of why things yes. are working, like what the different names, different things. are. So if you're like a basketball fan with the, with the X's and O's, that's a place you can go to. So like, there's, there's something for everybody for sure. Yeah. I also two last two that I really like since yeah. you said thinking basketball, because yes. I love thinking basketball. Um, I was skeptical of both of these at first. It took a long time for me to get into it. Cause I didn't think I would find interest in it. Paul George's podcast is pretty good. Yep. It, not for me, at least not so much of because of, learning about the game as it's happening, like a Draymond Green podcast. But if you're interested in like the players themselves as people, the way players are able to, I don't know, maybe because he's another player, a former player, they just are more relaxed when talking to Paul. So they might not be talking about the game that happened last week, but they might share a candid story about like just their journey throughout the league and how they got to where they are. The Terrence Mann episode was really cool for that reason. We talk about Kawhi. And I'm like, yes. it's fun. You get to see a little insight into like what these guys are really like. And they're talking about how Kawhi was like, you know, to, like a air ball. He's like, I'm not running, like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and they were all like laughing. It's a, it's cool to see that side of them. Tyrese Halliburton had a really good episode. Yes, Tyrese was really good. Um, so if, I think that's a good one. If your favorite players on it or one of your favorite players, check it out. Yeah, it's a must watch because they yes. become they become themselves. Like I watched the old man and three. That's JJ Reddix. I yep. went to the live version. Uh, with Marcus oh, Smart. Nice. Marcus Smart was there. It was nice. a Marcus Smart episode. I missed my guy. Um, so he he was the guy, and it wasn't as personal as like the Paul George one is. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's because it was a crowd, but like it was more basketball based, which is great. Yeah, and there's a per- place for that. But it would be really cool to see like a Paul George episode with like a guy like Mark, like my favorite player. Yeah, Marcus. like I it'd agree. be it'd be really cool to see that because they really come out. Their personalities come out. A ton. All the stories are coming. It's great. It's a great, it's a good little podcast for that. I'm glad you showed that. And you said you had one more. So the last one I think is really controversial because I don't like the full version of it, but I like when he's by himself. And that's no chill Gil. That's Gil's arena. Yes, I, when, he's so when, funny, dude. Oh, he's when, so funny. I don't love his guests. I'll be like his the guys he's with. Yeah. I don't love them. Who are they? Who are they? I, I I say that all the time. I don't love them. But Gil has done a couple of episodes where he's just been by himself. And one, yes, he's hilarious. But when he's by himself, I feel like he can. He has really high level knowledge, like he has good basketball knowledge. Yes. And I like hearing him talk about basketball. I just wish it wasn't with everyone else. That's why I'm like, I like him. But sometimes yeah. I'll scrub through to be like, okay, when is yeah. only he, dialed, he talking? He has to dial it in a little bit. <laughs> yes, he has to dial it in. And say what he wants to say. I think another person <laughs> that's really good alone and less good with other people is Stephen A. Smith. I think Stephen A. Smith's yeah. individual work is like really yeah. good. I like when he just gets the mic. And when it's not basketball, I like when he's talking. Do you see this video on the Will Smith stuff? 
Yes. Oh, it was awesome. It was so funny. He's like, dude, you got listen. You got to leave that brother alone. I was like, yo, what? he is. Uh, he does a lot. So good. So he's funny. I think that that's it's a good thing. time. Uh, so there's plenty, plenty of content out there for you. I mean, none yeah. of it's again, none of it's Hawks hoops. You guys got to go watch some Hawks hoops <laughs> videos. I dude, I just I can't get over how good your stuff is because it really is like so timely. It's like it's not like it's as it's happening in that sense. It's like because you'll come with a little, but you you realize that, and so you add a little bit more to it yeah so you'll say you're a little bit of your opinion a lot of people will just you're not shams or woes you know you're not releasing the news you're just talking about the news and when it's yeah. relevant still like you know within a within a three-day span it's all relevant so you see it you ingest it you think about it you come out with a very uh unbiased opinion it's it's incredible so you said you're, you've transitioned hmm. more to the podcast. i appreciate that because that is a good yeah and i feel like that's a good breakdown of what i tried to do because sometimes i feel like right. i battle with Oh, this came out. I got to talk about it right away. But truthfully, but just between work and life and whatever, I just don't have the time to maybe yeah, talk can. about it right away. So it comes out two, three days later. But that also gives you time to marinate on it a little bit. Yeah. So and that's, I mean, I watched I videos. I watched a video on the Drew Holiday trade yesterday. Like, obviously, I'm a little like <laughs> I, I watch stuff yeah. all the time. And I feel like, you know, within the first four days, I'm watching everything I can. So there's not too much of a press. And I think it's just good to have you pop up on the feed and just say like, "Hey, like, what what's going on with Ramon yeah. Like, oh, he's not rebounding the ball as well." Then I got interested. I was like, "Is he really?" And I was looking at the test. I was like, he really doesn't fucking rebound. It's like no. you don't notice it because he's so big, <laughs> and every catch he gets looks like a rebound. Yeah. But yeah. he's not. He doesn't really rebound the ball. And I was like, so and then it, that added some knowledge too. Yeah, it's funny. It's that particular video. Everyone was saying like, "Oh, he's not rebounding because he's getting on the break." And I'm like. Well, yeah, he is. And that's also, I didn't love how much Pop was. I don't know if it was intentional by design or yeah. he was just leaking. I'm like, well, I was also thinking, like, why are you so far out every yeah. possession? But I think it's just it might be by design. I don't know. But I think, I think he's on the that wing. That could be it, too. That could and be I, it, too. Like, he's like a paint disruptor from the wing somehow because he yeah. can leap so far. So they like to keep him out there. And then as soon as the ball, you know, turns, like, he's already true. out. He's already Four out. Four or five steps and he's there. That is yeah. true. It might not so, be leaking early. He's just... I'm he's that just, tall. Yeah, he's just that felt he's that, that tall. And then um yeah, so it's just really good stuff though. But you said you're moving more towards the podcast stuff. Is there stuff that you're looking to break into, some things that you're looking to start, like a new series you're looking to start, or is there anything you're looking to do in the future that's coming up? Kind of like use this as like a little announcement. Yeah, so the new I say new, but it's all it's all content to me. And one of the things that I explored i don't know if struggles the word but explore is i like to try new content all the time like that's just me like i like to try new things keeps me engaged keeps me excited that's why i started on tiktok a couple years ago that's when i started live streaming i still enjoy live streaming but i wanted to do something different because and it's not a bad thing it's just the nature of live streaming i feel like i can't get as in depth as i would like to in certain things because i'm also trying to be entertaining and engaging which i try to do in all of my content but it just it feels different live yeah so with the the new things i'm trying to i'm working on is it's a, i'm calling it a podcast but not every episode is necessarily going to be an hour sometimes it's i have four things that i want to talk about i have notes on four things instead of because part of it's just because of how my life and time is available to me instead of sitting down making four 10 minute videos i'm going to sit down for 40 minutes to an hour 
and talk about four or five different things. And technically, yes, it's on audio and it is a podcast, but it's really just these are the topics that are on my mind right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's not necessarily a this is bad for this is not what you want to do if you want to grow something in terms of content wise. There's not necessarily a schedule out for it, but because I just have so many like I just have basketball ideas and I just write down notes. Like There are so many notes that never even make it to a video that I'm like, these can just be a part of what this new podcast is going to be. So yeah, I that's, think that's that, the new venture. I think of that all the time, like the amount of things, because my podcast is very much like having someone on talking about what they got going on. Um, this is uh, honestly a little different than what I usually do. Like we're, we're focusing very much on basketball, mm-hmm. not so much on you because you've already been on before. So we got to talk about you already. So that's kind of the freedom of having someone on a second time. But uh, yeah, there's things that you want to do or like, especially basketball related. Cause I get those ideas that pop in my mind. I'm like, Oh, I'd be sick to just talk about that really quick. But like I'm as hard as a content creator of any kind, no matter what level you are, to switch up what you're doing yes. just for routine purposes. Like yes. it's not because like, oh, I'm scared to ruin my brand or anything. Like, I mean, <laughs> me at my level, like, you know, we don't really care too much. It's more just like I just don't want to change the routine that I'm already stuck in. So it's a uh, it's a funny little thing. I've talked to my friends, but they're like, "Just do it." Like, no one cares. I'm like, "No, I don't care about you guys." Like, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. Like, I I just it's a little scary to change your your life up all the time like that, and like add an hour instead of like maybe taking like three days where you're taking ten minutes. It's like now you got two days where you take an hour, and it's like a little yeah. interesting. It's it's just different. It's just a different thing. I, I will, and I'm excited to listen to some of your podcasts. I feel like I, those that's the type of form that I like and that I enjoy. Just put something on in the background, let it fly and um, enjoy. So I'm excited to hear some of that. And that's also part of the reason why I want to, I'm excited to go down this, this venture, if you will, it's because that's what I consume. I'm like, I, I thought to myself, why am I forcing myself to make content that I don't consume that I don't like to consume? Like I enjoy, I enjoyed producing it. Don't get me wrong. Like I really do enjoy like making dedicated TikToks from time to time. I enjoy being live with people. I like that interaction aspect of it. But the content that I consume the most is who has a new podcast? Like what's the new episode? Like I'm always scouring <laughs> for episodes of podcasts or like right. long form content to put on in the background while I'm working on something else. Listen to it at work. Listen to it while I drive. Like I listen to more podcasts in my car than music. So yeah, I figure yeah. might as well make what I enjoy to consume. It's a, it's a great idea. It's something that I, I feel like anybody that makes stuff, something out there will completely understand. It's very relatable. It's a relatable feeling for sure. At least for me, it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I wish, I wish really good luck to you going forward. I'm really excited to get you in front of some more people again. Uh, I like having these conversations with you. Um, it's it's a great time. You, you we, I feel like we have the same level of basketball knowledge. So it's, yeah, I would agree. It's interesting because not everyone you come across knows ball to that capacity like a lot of my friends will be like yeah you know i wish anthony davis would shoot more threes i'm like nah, i don't know <laughs> Do like, you? I, don't, I don't know if you know but yes you can't shoot threes so it's funny it's funny you say that um, exactly but uh so oh. you got some friends that are Speaking like that, that but... darvin ham saying he wants him to shoot six a game i'm what still the hell is that I, I i saw the quote i had to take the time to like i don't know if it was an interview or uh, like i got a look up what the full context of that was. I've just seen the quote of yes. Darmahan wants Anthony Davis to shoot six a game, but I'm like, what is what? But yeah, he, his thing was, I guess like, he's like, well, if you think about it, like three and a half, it's not that many. And I'm like, 
<laughs> what's that even i need to watch the full clip too but that's like hilarious like three and a half you're taking you take six, uh, shots, six three-point shots a game at 30 percent three-point shooting it's yeah, not really not, good offense that's six possessions no. you know and that's like what like it's probably not a tenth even but like that's that's six of your like maybe 100 yeah. possessions a game max it's uh that you're just losing and the basketball is all about possessions that's all i've ever been taught is like the more possessions you can create and the less possessions you give away, you're going to win the game. Offensive rebounds, yes. turn, forcing turnovers, uh, and hitting your shots are all ways of making sure that you're maximizing your possessions. Maximizing your possessions, yeah. Uh, so just throwing a couple away just to throw a wrinkle in or whatever, he's like, I just want to see it happen. Like, like, what? <laughs> like what are you doing? Uh, it's a funny thing. you But, um, yeah, otherwise – uh, episode 106 is almost in the books. Hawk, did you enjoy your time coming back on the podcast? I did. I'm so happy you invited me back. When you when you DM me, I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like 100%. <laughs> there was literally no hesitation in my mind. So yeah, you said, thanks for having yes. me back on. You're like, you're like, yep. I was excited. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was excited when you hit me up. I was like, oh, bet. This is great. I yeah, enjoyed you- our conversation last time, and I had a great time this time. Right. You're my basketball guy for sure. Cause like, again, as I said, a lot of my friends don't know hoop like that. So when I, when, you know, especially coming into the season, things like this, like I definitely uh, like to have someone like you on and it'll be more, I might be asking you a little bit more frequently in terms of like, you know, maybe, post. maybe it won't wait a year <laughs> next time. Maybe I'll, I'll ask you somewhere in between uh, because I, I'm not having on as many new people. I like to have people back now. And uh, I think that'd be, a good idea to have you back on more to talk yeah. about some hoops, especially if people like this, which I think they will. So, uh, and I'm, I'm, I know yeah. I said this last time, but we're actually going to make it happen. I'm going to get you on my show as well. And yeah, it's funny. One of the things that one of the reasons I wanted to switch to a podcast format was most of my long form content was live. And part of my hesitation of asking a bunch of people on, I was like, I don't know if people want to go live. Like, I don't know if something people's coming through with, but right. I feel more comfortable doing it. If it's recorded podcast form and I can release it later, so totally. I'll definitely be. We'll be having you on soon. I'll do. Yeah, if you hey, if you ever need a, a second opinion or if you want a Celtics person, you know I'm a yes. I, I love the Celtics and I feel like that's definitely going to be a topic of conversation throughout the year. Is what's going on with the seas. So if you need any Celtics opinions or anything Marcus Smart related, Marcus is still my guy. Fucking love you, thirty six. <laughs> um, but otherwise, yeah, I'm happy you had a good time. I'm happy we got to do this again. Um, signing off, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Remember, check out Hawks Hoops, um, the Dodcast as well. If you're just catching this um, on on his on any of his stuff, uh, otherwise, hope you all have a nice day. Thank you very much for watching.